This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild offseason. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at house. Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football. I don't know if you guys can believe it, but it is always Sony in Miami. Welcome into Finsider Radio. This is the Jake and Josh show where we said it. We thought there'd be no more news, but we lied. We're coming with you to talk about some fresh new news surrounding the Miami Dolphins, adding running back Sony Michelle to the roster. But before we do that, I am getting way too far ahead of myself. Joshua Houts, God, I welcome in here. How you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, Jake. Long day with the kids, but the Dolphins just signed another running back. And let's be honest, you have the perfect title for this podcast. So hopefully we don't screw it up, man. I'm doing good. How have you been? Uh, my computer actually just got up and quit on me because yesterday I was trying to write a story. We spoke about it on our uh, evaluation pod to the draft where we thought it was a little interesting that the Dolphins drafted a uh, 24 and a 25 year old in the seventh round. My computer didn't find that as interesting. I started going through, looking at a bunch of seventh round picks. Don Jones, he was 22 in his rookie season. And my computer blue screened, just just dealing with it. It's like, we're, we're not doing this, dude. Seventh round picks, that's too far. So I've been battling with that. Yeah, your computer doesn't like the boomer draft prospects. But uh, I'm glad it's <laughs> uh, you know up and running again. It's It went to the doctor and it's fixed. I'm glad we can come on here. And again, we have Dolphins news. I don't think any of us really expect this, again, especially a running back being signed. You sure you don't want to talk about Thomas Duarte for a little bit? Thomas Duarte, no, not at all. Please, God, no. <laughs> Never again. 
Wow, there was that one like half one a catch game he had. We yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in a preseason game. <laughs> All right, but back on track here. So, Josh, the Dolphins brought another quarterback, uh, running back. Wow, already back off the tracks. Dolphins brought in Sony Michelle. And the one thing we were speaking about before the draft was hey, I wouldn't sleep on running back. The Dolphins adding another running back kind of seems like a possibility. And Mike McDaniel took a guy that he saw a couple times. Um, it's interesting, Josh. Sony Michelle last year on the Rams, obviously, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. I thought this stat was a good way to start. He ended the season with six straight games, at least 18 carries. The Rams were 5-1 and one in those games, except they lost to Mike McDaniel in the 49ers to end the season. Oh, boy. Oh, check your pulse if you're not fired up, man. That's that's a hell of a stat, and I think it's just the perfect way to jump into this podcast to talk about Sony Michelle. because I don't know about you, Jake, but it just seemed like for years, you know, the Dolphins kind of flirted with the possibility of bringing him in. Everyone kind of connected the dots with the Brian Flores influence. Being in New England, he was a former first-round draft pick um, in 2018 by the Pats, and I don't know about you, Jake, but when the Patriots took Sony Michelle, I just felt like this had to be the greatest running back of all time, because why else would Bill Belichick be drafting a running back in the first round? So, um, again, a player who I think for many years we all kind of thought maybe would find his way to Miami you mentioned it Mike McDaniel having a front row seat um uh, where he fits is anybody's guess but uh veteran presence in that running back room again who's to say what it means for a Raheem Mostert's injury some of those other players but dude I'm stoked for this signing it's always Sony in Miami man yeah you go from a seventh round pick in Miles Gaskin and you fly up to a first round pick in Sony Michelle it instantly piques your interest uh right there first two years Seasons in the NFL, we saw him kind of torment the league a little bit. Uh, he had 1,800 yards and 13 rushing touchdowns across those two seasons. 2020, he suffered some injuries, kind of battled that bug before being traded to the Rams, where he really took off. And Josh, I got to be honest with you. I started looking at his stats, and for some reason, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, he is that thunder. We're going to say it, the thunder to the lightning. Uh, but I thought he was kind of okay catching the ball, at least with the Rams. I thought it was a, a serviceable, serviceable talent that he had, kind of like what Miles Gaskin could do for the Dolphins at times. Uh, but he only had he had four games with four targets last year with the Rams. He caught three of four targets in two games and one, in, one of four targets in two games. So he's a really, really hit or miss guy when it comes to the passing game. Additionally, man, in the playoffs, he had four targets altogether. Uh, during that Super Bowl run, he didn't catch a single ball. So I, I, I don't know what I was thinking there. Yeah, well, that's funny because I kind of felt the same way. I mean, I honestly thought he was like could do a little. I mean, he can. He can catch the football. But I guess I thought he was also more of a presence. I looked it up. Um, 21 receptions for 128 yards last year with the Rams. Um, before that, in his three seasons total, he only had 26 receptions. So, again, maybe I don't know what we were picturing in our head, but this is a guy that can run between the tackles. We're going to sit here and call him the thunder for, you know, until we're blue in the face. But I touched about a little bit earlier, Jake. What does this maybe mean for Raheem Mostert? You know, this was a guy who has familiarity with Mike. Like McDaniel's offense, you know, is maybe his injury a little bit worse off? Maybe isn't he recovering from that? And they thought they needed this veteran presence because, again, when you look at it on paper, I mean, Miles Gaskin, Savin Ahmed, you know, I, we have Jared Dokes on the list, right? I mean, <laughs> they have a pretty loaded running back room, at least from, you know, that tier that I don't want to say Sony Michelle is in that same tier. I think that he can bring a different presence, but you know what I mean? These guys are all kind of lumped together with each guy, maybe, you know, having boom potential, but right now looking like bust. I'm kind of looking forward to the opportunity of not going into the season uh, with two, maybe even three running backs, because we saw what happened last year. Miles Gaskin goes down. Salvan Ahmed goes down. Uh, the Dolphins brought in God. What, I can't even think of his name. He played like two games and got hurt. Help me out here. I, you could be anybody, man. He, he was supposed to be the Thunder last year. Oh, Malcolm Brown. 
Malcolm Brown. Yeah, see, exactly. Malcolm Brown, uh, Matt Breida, all these guys kind of just disappear. But I like the opportunity of bringing all these guys together. And to circle back to the Moster injury, I didn't really even think that way. I kind of thought this was more uh, Jaws music for Miles Gaskin. Now, if we were in a situation where maybe Moster was the first guy to sound the Dolphins and then they signed Chase Edmonds, if that was the order, I'd be a little more nervous. Uh, but I'm interested, Josh. Why do you think it, it could be uh, towards the most focused that you'd want to bring in someone like Sony Michelle. I think I'm honestly just sitting here spinning the, you know, the Charlie thing. And I think I've heard, I don't know. <laughs> I we must have been scrolling through Twitter at one point and they said, you know, has Raheem Mostert even been out there yet? Is he fully, you know, recovered from that injury? It's a good point. We, like we mentioned on the podcast, Teron Armstead, I don't think he's been out there yet with the team. So um, again, I don't think the dolphins when they sign Raheem Mostert, you know, we're putting too much stock and, you know, uh, the, to 2022 season was like hindering on his, you know, his health. So I, I don't right. think that's the case at all, but um, this was probably just one of those, one of these opportunities they saw where they had a chance to get a running back that, you know, has proven that he can carry the rock. I mean, 208 carries last year for 845 yards. We all remember his rookie year. He had over 931 yards and six touchdowns, um, you know, 247 carries in 2019. So besides that season in 2020, man, I mean, this has been a guy that's been proven that he can carry the football. So yes, he had interest in a Malcolm Brown. You mentioned them trading for him the other year and, you know, him being that thunder. Now I think they truly have a guy that they can at least for the most part depend on. And uh, like you mentioned, I'm excited to see what he brings to that running back room and how it pushes the rest of the guys, because, you know, Miles Gaskin, you said Jaws music, Salvin Ahmed's got to feel the same way. Jared Dokes, a Condre white long shots, practice squad. Probably a lot of these guys, man, have to, they're going to be battling for a position. And um, what do they say? You know, the, the cream rises to the top. Yeah. And you know, Michelle took advantage of an opportunity last year when there was injuries to Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. And I think it's so important to keep that in mind because this does kind of seem, seem like a loaded bunch at the moment, right? You know, how are we going to have Edmund so involved and how are we going to feed all these guys? And the obvious answer, man, is they're not, it's going to be a situation where you're playing 17 games. You're hoping you're going to get guys healthy throughout and you can kind of piece something together. So you don't have to, you know, put duct tape on the wall in the form of, you know, Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, no matter how good of stories those were, you're hoping that you have those guys in-house who you go through training camp, you understand the system. And when that opportunity does come, you can hit the ground running like Sony Michelle did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, don't get it twisted at all. He's 27 years old. You know, this is a vet, probably vet minimum. You know, he's probably want to prove it deal with the dolphins. We don't really know, but, um, but the biggest thing is we just got to look at what San Francisco does. And I hate that we always bring it back to, you know, the fantasy football aspect of it, Jake, but how many times have anybody, you had a, a San Francisco 49ers running back in fantasy and it was always, you know, that wasn't the guy getting the carries. It was mm -hmm. some other guy or, you know, just some random like fifth round draft pick, you know, it came out of nowhere. I mean, so this is going to be, um, opportunities for all these running backs. So I don't think we should sit here and, you know, focus on one guy or the other. I think that they like the group as a whole. And again, cream rises to the top. So I'm a little bit excited for this. Again, I don't think Sony Michelle is the long-term answer here. You know, I don't think, you know, they're going to have his jersey hanging up in the ring of honor anytime soon, but who knows, man, you know, he has that playoff like he did with new England takes the Dolphins to the Super Bowl. Maybe he'll be in that ring of honor sooner than expected. <laughs> <laughs> There's the fast track. I got to ask Sony. you, man. Sony Michelle, Miles Gaskin, Salvan Ahmed, Jared Dokes, Raheem Moster, Chase Edmonds. Is the Miami Dolphins starting 2023 running back on the roster? 2023. Damn. That's Houcher, just one year from now. Houcher Thomas. Yeah, but a lot of these guys, I mean, we mentioned the one-year deal. I'm going to say, are we talking RB1 like the starter? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that would be me. Madden, you loaded up the first time he's going to be the guy in the backfield. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say they're going to draft someone high next year. They're going to give us that top draft pick. What about you? 
I like that. I don't think so either. I think this is a great opportunity to kind of just see what type of running backs you're looking for, uh, the best fits for the Mike McDaniel offense. And Josh, looking at the running back room too, I got to ask, you know, we were kind of hoping, I mean, I was, I, I can't put words in your mouth here, hoping that the Dolphins would go for some sort of running back in the draft. I don't know if it's just because this is how it happened, but I think I'm actually enjoying this a little bit more because it's someone you can kind of trust. The Dolphins have really struggled in, you know, those short yarded situations. Michelle is someone who's had fumble issues in the past, but I think if you're a team that's trying to win now, you sign someone like, uh, you know, Sony Michelle, you get those guys in the fourth round that can help in, in special teams or whatever it may be. And just kind of take the running back position where it is, pick up a bunch of very, very cheap talent and let it, you know, do what it does. Yeah, that's a great point. I was with you, man. I think we all wanted a running back in the draft. I think, you know, James Cook, man, dagger to my heart, he went to the Bills. So um, I like what you're thinking there. You're bringing in a guy that, again, he's reliable. Mike McDaniel had a front row seat. Let's see how this thing all unfolds. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And Josh, I think we've kind of, you know, missed a pretty big point here. Alec Ingold is on this roster. He's going to be on the opening day roster. Are they keeping five running backs? Are they going to go Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, Miles Gaskin, and Alec Ingold? What's going to happen here? Uh, damn, that's a great question. I mean, we talked about how run heavy that San Francisco 49ers offense is, how it seems like that might be the way Mike McDaniel's going, but I don't see any way, right? There's no way this could happen. I mean, I'm trying to sit here and make a totem pull out of these guys. You know, Edmonds, Monster, (laughs) Sony Michelle would kind of be at the top of that thing. I mean, is it possible? And I mean, I know I'm talking crazy here, but is it possible that Sony Michelle is the most talented running back in this unit? Is that that possible? I think that's very possible. And I think when you consider like a week-to-week basis, you know, the consistency is there, the injury issues are there. Um, would it be a surprise to you if one of the three, Sony, Michelle, Chase Edmonds, or Raheem Mostert, didn't make the opening, uh, the, the week one lineup or week one roster, I should say? I, I would be surprised. I think I would. I think that Mostert injury, again, I'm just completely spitballing based on a refresh on Twitter. If he would, for some reason, be cut, then that injury would have had to be far worse. This would right. almost be like a Will Fuller situation, right? So I think those guys are pretty, you know, they're going to be on that 53 man roster, but you mentioned it, man, it's loaded. And then who knows, you know, a team cuts a player that they're really high on in the draft or, you know, last year in the draft. I mean, I, they, they trade for Tyreek Hill. So I can, ne- you can never say <laughs> never. Right. But I'm going to say there's a very, very good chance. 99.69% chance that all three of those running backs will be in the opening day roster. What about you? Just because it's the time of year, I think I'd be the least surprised if it was, you know, Sony Michelle to be that one. I still think miles Gaskin has everything he needs in the toolkit to impress, especially in training camp and preseason games. He's someone, you know, if you need two yards, he's going to get you three yards and he's someone, if you need four yards, he's going to get you three yards. And I think that might be good enough of as a pitch because people forget. I mean, when Sony Michelle was traded, I think it was for a six round pick. Nobody seen every kind of shrugged off that originally. Yes. Uh, Sony Michelle really turned it on with the Rams and a scheme could have had a big thing to do with that. And I'm excited to see what uh, McDaniel can do for that, but I'm just, wondering how um, 
solidified this running back room is considering there's four or five guys when you're not even talking about the fullback who is going to be involved or at least we imagine they're going to be involved in some sort of way. Yeah, so before I guess we flip the page on the running backs and kind of wrap things up, Jake, I want to know your thoughts on which of these running backs, you know, are not going to make the rush. Because when I'm looking at it now, you know, Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, Jared Dokes, um, Zaquandre White, all of those guys are essentially going to be battling maybe for one, maybe two spots if they're lucky, maybe a practice squad spot. So out of those guys, which running back would you keep? Ooh, that's a tough one. I like the versatility of Miles Gaskin. And I think, uh, I think both Savan Ahmed and Jared Dokes can go back to the practice squad uh, the way they've adjusted those rules. So I, I think that is a very real possibility too. And I think that's probably going to be the way they go where they keep a couple extra running backs uh, just because man, it's so easy to go back and look at last year, just the struggles, the lack of depth this team had. And it seems to be a little refreshing to have this laundry list of guys. Uh, but, but old day, man, I still think Chase Edmonds is going to be the hot hand early, but it's going to be kind of, fun, I think, when we look at the 2022 season as a whole and kind of see the the little, you know, directional changes this offense goes and how, you know, the difference between Chase Edmonds and Raheem Oster, you know, two guys you think of quick, fast pace can catch the ball out of the backfield. They can be used in different ways. And I think I'm excited to see how we can cut this uh, offense into little sections, whether it's two, three weeks and see how uh, Mike McDaniel is able to kind of grow and change this offense throughout the year uh, to make each of these guys successful in their own way. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see the way they're utilized. We're definitely going to be overreacting to every video we see in training camp, you know, who's lining up with the starters and all that stuff. But Jake, isn't it so interesting? I guess it's not so interesting, but I mean, I'm looking at the the guys they brought in, Raheem Monster, Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle. Now you mentioned it, all of those guys, you know, NFC West, Mike McDaniel had a front row seat. So um, obviously he liked what he saw and, you know, he has to have a vision for him. So I'm excited to see how it all shapes up. I mean, if I'm looking at those guys, I mean, you mentioned it, Dokes, Ahmed, if, if Ahmed, if they can fall, if they can go to the practice squad, I mean, that's how you'd go with that. But I mean, every week we'd change Miles Gaskin, uh, Salvin Ahmed. We kind of thought they were interchangeable. So um, I guess either one of those guys would be the one I think would land on this roster. So um, definitely intrigued to see the way it shapes up. Definitely interested to see, you know, they signed Chase Edmonds pretty quickly, man. Is he envisioning him being that RB1? Um, who knows? Before we wrap it up, Jake, this weekend, um, F1. Formula One racing was in Miami for the Grand Prix. Give me your thoughts on it because there were so many, you know, the track looked amazing. We saw the players there too, was waving the flag. Just give me your thoughts on how that all went down. And yeah. How great is it when, you know, we realize that each sport doesn't have to compete with each other and you can kind of get everyone together and have like a fun uh, situation instead of, you know, Stephen Ross trying to say this is a football town or whatever it may be. He's not going to come out and say it's an F1 town because this looks so cool. It looks so great when you can get an entire community engaged in more than one way, especially around somewhere like Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, it was just a photographer's dreams trying to take pictures there. Yeah, I don't know why I thought I was going to get some kind of crazy answer out of you. Like, You know what I mean? I don't know what I was looking for there. I guess the one thing, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Ben Volan or someone tweeted out, you know, Sean Payton was here, Tom Brady was here, and Stephen Ross's house, you know, trying to connect the dots like we do. I, I don't know, man. But overall, I wish I was there. I was jealous as hell being up here in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. It's been cold, man. So that track looked awesome. And again, love seeing two. I love seeing all those guys together. Uh, do we talk about the Panthers game too? Was that the Panthers game with the uh, with the with his teammates? And then you know today they're sending out propaganda of him shaking all the players' hands, you know teammates' hands. So um, two is going to be wearing that captain patch by the end of the day. I guess that's the whole reason I wanted to make sure I brought that up before we wrapped up this podcast. 
president to a guy, get all those handshakes in, make everyone happy. Now, again, you're not losing games. So whatever you do, man, it, this is PR gold. Just go out, do stuff, walk down the street, wave at some people. Everyone's be like, that's my quarterback. Man. He's waving at people. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Jayla Waddle and Tyree Kill were playing basketball. I'm not a big basketball guy, but I that was I, crazy. I, I don't know, man. There's uh it's the offseason. This is the type of shit that gets you way too excited and makes you just feel like it, this is a different team. I mean, I I don't know how else to tell anybody. You know, you can temper your expectations all you want, but it just feels different for the Miami Dolphins. I have to say, man, I this is what it's been knocked on. Seeing your your guys play other sports in the offseason, it's always just a little scary, a little bit scary. But then yeah. you see Tyree kills hit a step back three, and you're like, yeah, okay, you know you 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 know what you're doing. I'll let you slide. Yeah, he was playing like fan controlled football the other week, doing backflips, and I'm just sitting there being the old guy. I'd really rather I'd really rather not see my star receiver <laughs> as I'm sitting there like eating Cheetos. Like I'd really rather not see him out there, and he's doing like backflips and shit. And I'm just like, okay, I'll just take a step back <laughs> and let him go. So um, awesome to see, but yeah, knock on wood, man. That would be that would be just so dolphin. I don't even want to talk about it. I can't see, but I'm pretty confident, Josh. We can both say it is officially always Sony in Miami. And we're looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh show. If you're liking what you listen to, smash that subscribe button. Every time someone hits that subscribe button, it enters someone else's feed as a recommendation. And hey, that helps people find the show. And we're very, very grateful for that. You got to be following Josh on Twitter at H-O-U-T-Z. I can be found at jmetal94 for a couple silly puns complaining about my computer um, going blue screen on me. But hey, outside of that, we will be talking to you guys soon enough about some more Miami Dolphins football. But until then, there is only one thing we can say. Fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Cause we're the Miami Dolphins.